Juliana Sports, Eagles, Niners, Chiefs, Bengals, episode 100 here, and we got so much more to talk about. Let's get it, baby. Welcome in to the much-anticipated episode number 100. We're, we're getting old up here in, in the Burliana Sports Podcast headquarters tonight. Um, yeah, back with my main man, JD. Eagles win. We'll get into that. But first of all, this is this is just everything's coming together, man. How are you? Doing well, man. You got to bring the hype. So first of all, you're getting old because I've only been around since episode 70-something. I'm still in my 20s. But anyway, yeah, super hyped to be part of this one double zero episode here at Burliana Sports Podcast. Doing real well, man. Eagles win, Cowboys lose. We got Joey B, Patrick Mahomes. So much to unpack here, man. I'm I'm hyped. I'm hyped. So let's get into it, man. Normally, Roach is here with us on Mondays, but Roach is running behind today. We're not sure if he's going to make it. So just like the four teams that ran behind and couldn't catch up, that's Roach. <laughs> let's get into it, man. Like, which game do you want to start off with uh, during this division around? It's crazy. Um, yeah. Why not the Why not the Jags and uh and Mahomes hurt ankle? game Ooh, ooh! spoiler alert teaser spoiler. i don't I don't know if it's much of a spoiler if you watch the nfl <laughs> you already know this if you don't then thanks for tuning in with us so did, <laughs> did you watch that game uh i did see bits and pieces of it i tried to keep up with it as much as i as i could there um uh, you know finished up a, as a close game honestly uh obviously chad henny came in for some of that but i'll ask you this did you think the jags had a chance at any point in this game or, or did you think it was just, you know, the chiefs would pull away and, and get the win in the end anyway? I mean, absolutely. The Jaguars definitely had a chance. You know, when I saw that Mahomes was injured, saw the update pop up on my phone, wasn't able to watch that game live. I, I saw that pop up on my phone and uh, I texted my friend who's a Jags fan. And I'm like, well, there's a win and there goes the chiefs season. There goes the Chiefs super bowl. And um, he texted me back and he's like, Oh, Mahomes is back in LOL. I was like, what? That guy, you can't, you cannot question his toughness. High ankle sprain, you know, he was wobbling around there. They ended up not letting him get back into that game until that third quarter where he came back out. But he was obviously not as mobile as as he normally would be. But, you know, you'd think, all right, with an injured Mahomes, maybe the Jags have a chance. And honestly, man, like, it, it comes down to the turnover battle. What do we do? We harp over it time and time again. Jaguars, two turnovers. The Chiefs, the Chiefs had none. And you can't do that against the Andy Reid-led led team against Patrick Mahomes two excellent plays on the, the part of the the Chiefs and two really costly mistakes you know the Jaguars fumbled the ball inside it was like the five yard line which obviously is at least a three-point swing you know if not a seven point you figure they'll probably go in for a touchdown at that point in time it's been a bit hard to stop Trevor Lawrence in the red zone and then, and then later on in the drive when they were down or later on in the game when they were down uh, Trevor Lawrence you know lofted the ball up and uh, Jalen Watson just had this sick, like, one-handed interception, dude. And he didn't even, like, put one hand up and then bring it down with the second hand. Like, he just, like, Randy Moss style. He just, like, snagged it one hand, brought it into his body on the sidelines. So, I guess um to answer your question, yes, I thought the Jags had a chance. Should they have won that game? I don't know if they should have won that game. But they most definitely could have won that game. And nothing again, you know, I don't want to see anybody get injured. I'll say it like that. But. You know, if you're the Jags and obviously Mahomes at least goes out for a little bit of time, that's the, these are the type of moments you got to seize as, as the opposition. I mean, they definitely played well, uh, obviously not well enough to win, but 
Uh, I mean, the Chiefs come right out of the gate, go right down the field, right to uh, our main man, Travis Kelsey. I mean, it's just too safety. easy. Safety blanket, man. Oh, uh, safety, safety blanket. blanket. And then some, I mean, he is <laughs> extra he's like padding. One of, he's like one of those big, like, heated quilts, man, where it's just <laughs> like, it's going to wrap all the way around you and it's never going to fail you in the middle of the winter. That's Travis Kelsey in a football game. He ain't never going to fail you in the middle of the he, winter time. Dude, he is. He is Gronk and, and then some as far as athletic ability. I mean, he is just – every time I see him catch the ball and run, it looks like he's a receiver, not a tight end. So, I mean, right out of the gate, you're thinking, oh, here are the Chiefs. Like, they got the bye week. They look fresh. They look ready. It's going to be a long day for Jacksonville. But, I mean, much much credit to Jacksonville. I mean, right after that, they get the 60-yard the – or, I'm sorry, 63-yard kick return from Agnew. That yeah. guy can absolutely fly. And then, uh, I mean, Lawrence was... takes him down the field for, for a game-tying touchdown. I thought at that point, like, you know, I still thought it's the Chiefs game to lose. But uh, I was like, wow, the, you know, the Jags started out a hell of a lot better this week than they did last week against an inferior opponent. So, I mean, everybody was saying that the Jags weren't ready for this this stage and things. And I, and I kind of felt that way. I mean, this team's early in its development as far as, like, becoming one of those teams. Like I said, much much credit to Chad Henney. I mean, that guy just like uh, as little as we do see him, he when he does come in the game, he seems to just he knows his role. He he doesn't make mistakes. Isaiah Pachenko, I mean, he showed up too. So both teams had the exact same amount of rushing yards, but obviously it was the Chiefs just doing too much in the end. And much credit to Doug Peterson. That's a good season after coming off an absolute horrific year last year under under Urban Meyer. So it was definitely a a closer game than I think people thought. And and I don't know, man. This high ankle sprain might cause for concern for KC. I mean, I think a healthy Mahomes they would probably would have won by more. If you're Mahomes, it's like you stay at home. But I mean, Joey B coming in modern day, Tom Brady, they're saying, you hey, know, that, we'll get into that. Yep. We'll oh, into oh, and that. three, oh, and three against the, the guy, the, the, the goat, no, the guy, <laughs> but, uh, what do you think? Uh, any other thoughts on, on this matchup here with the Jags and, and the yeah, Chiefs? definitely. I mean, Isaiah Pachanko, seventh round draft pick, who's really just been a revelation for, for the chiefs, you know, and then we got Mr. Irrelevant, you know, in San Francisco. So two seventh round draft draft picks, just, playing huge parts in their team obviously a quarterback is a little bit better better i shouldn't say better a little bit different position more crucial in some ways than, than a halfback but either way just guys that weren't expected to contribute contributing in big ways chad henney taking the chiefs down the field 98 yard touchdown drive capped by a touchdown to to who else mr safety blanket travis kelsey so <laughs> You know, definitely look at Mahomes and say, yeah, they might have won by a lot more. And that's a valid question to ask and very well could be the case. But by the way, Henny played there. He could have led that team just, you know, potentially just as well. Um, Mahomes had a ridiculous throw, though, when he came back in for his uh, second touchdown. He climbed the pocket and jumped off his left foot and like tossed it in the back of the end zone to uh, what is, I think it was Valdez Scantling. Uh, forgive mm-hmm. me, I can't remember how to pronounce the guy's name, but jumped off his foot just to throw it. It's just like the unicorn, man. You take out the unicorn's one leg and he just figures out how to do it with the other leg. It was just so impressive. And I really hope he's able to play really well next week. Obviously, it's best for the NFL to have the healthy quarterbacks coming in. I think Mahomes will still play a good game uh, against Joey B. But those are my last thoughts on that game. You know, great season. Peterson can, you know, hold his head high. Those guys in Jacksonville are trending nothing, nowhere but up. 
and uh, it's their division to lose moving forward. And, you know, we could have some more games like this in the future, Trevor Lawrence and Pat Mahomes. That sounds like a pretty good matchup to me. What do you think? Would you like to see something like this in the playoffs every year? I want to see some disparity in the league and some, you know, unexpected, like if the Jags turn into just winning that division every year, it might get a little dry for me. I mean, I like Lawrence and obviously I like Dougie P, but at the end of the day, I don't have a huge, you know, following of the team and things like that. I, I like to see, all right, this year it's this team, this year it's this team. This I like, I like seeing that where it's now it's Mahomes and Burrow, Mahomes and Burrow. So we'll see, man. Uh, I mean, it's any given year. We'll see what the off season brings as well. Like who knows where Derek Carr goes, who knows, you know, just what happens <laughs> and, and things like that. But I mean, good for Jacksonville. Like I said, I mean, I'm singing their praises because goodness sakes that that season last year was one of the worst and, and everybody was calling Lawrence like one of the worst draft picks ever. And he comes out and shuts out all the haters and he does seem like a good leader of, of men and, and of that football team. So I think uh, as young as he is in his development, like he can only go up from here and, you know, you never know, maybe he gets them over the, over the edge for, for their first ring at potentially in his career. So expansion franchise and, and they really haven't had massive success yet so um yeah we'll see we'll see what happens there in in jacksonville yeah absolutely he doesn't quite have ice running through his veins at this point in his nfl career but we already know who does joey b joe burr <laughs> joe Shiesty. the list goes on and on and on <laughs> like you said do we have the next tom brady and do we have the Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning element coming up here with, with Burrow and Mahomes? Let's just go over this this Bills-Bengals game, and then we can talk about what the future might look like as far as the league goes. You know, are they in the new face of the league type thing? But the Bengals, man, they came out. That game was, you know, there's snow on the ground, just fits perfectly the theme of, of Joe Burrow and the Bengals and Josh Allen and the Bills. And the Bengals got off to a start, never looked back. Yeah, man. I mean, they just uh, nothing to take away from from the Bengals. But man, this Bills defense just looked confused all, all game long. I mean, no matter what the Bengals did, I mean, Mixon broke off multiple runs for huge amount of gains. I mean, Jamar Chase was doing his thing. It just seemed like no matter what the, the Bills did on defense, they could not figure it out to Start the game, obviously, that six-place, 79-yard drive in three minutes. I mean, a little over three minutes. I don't know, man. I, I definitely give a lot of credit to the Bengals. Their makeshift offensive line uh, did such a good job in this game for Burrow. I mean, oh, he, yeah. he had all day to throw. I don't know, man. I'm not calling for anybody's job in Buffalo quite yet, but no, definitely it's, not. <laughs> it's uh, they got to figure this out because – you go to the postseason, you lose. You go to the postseason, you lose. Like you can't, you can't continue to to not get over the hump and run it back with the same exact uh, crew here. Uh, so eventually, this is going to catch up to them if they don't, you know, take advantage. I think Josh Allen is a hell of a quarterback. Uh, I think he played really well yesterday, especially given the circumstances. Because, dude, that guy had no time to throw. I mean, every time he stepped back, there's four bungles. Uh, in his face. Yeah, and... there it is. The bungles no more, baby. I love it. Bring <laughs> no, it back. I, I know his numbers <laughs> aren't, aren't going to look so hot. I, I don't put this game on him. And then you got Diggs screaming in his face on the sideline. Pretty toxic looking player there. I'm not going to lie. No, nothing to take away from Diggs. He's a hell of a player. But 
Uh, I think Josh Allen's doing his very best, man. Like, I, I, for him to be screaming in his face, I'd probably tell uh, Diggs to go pound sand and, and you know, <laughs> don't talk to me right now if I'm if I'm Josh Allen. I'm like, I, I have no time to throw. Yeah, absolutely, man. For sure, 100%. And we talked about the keys to the game before that game. If the Bills were going to win, Josh Allen had to protect the football. And if the Bengals were gonna going to win that game, then they had to make sure that somehow Allen had time to throw. Or I'm sorry, somehow Burrow had time to throw. And that's what's absolutely wild. You know, there's snow on the ground. There was only one total turnover, and that was with like a minute left. You know, Allen threw an interception at the end after the game was already decided. But zero fumbles in that game. You know, Mixon ran 20 times for over 100 yards and and a tutty. The Bengals put up over 400 (laughs) yards of offense with a makeshift offensive line. So much respect to them, but they just confused the Bills' defense, sacked him one time, one time. That Bills defense, man, even without Von Miller, they still take care of things most times. And for them to be unable to do that, I think just really shows just how good of a player that Joe Burrow is, just how well he leads that team. You got to credit the coach, uh, Zach Taylor, getting him ready to play 100%. It's like, you know, next man up type mentality. You know, we knew how that was in, uh, we know how that was in 2017 with the Eagles. You know, they lost Jason Peters. They lost their quarterback. They had lost other key pieces. And that next man up mentality of just like, hey, you're in this game. You got to play. You got to shine. And and much credit to the Bengals for being able to do that. So I agree with you. You know, Buffalo at some point in time, they're going to have to win that big one or else, you know, shades of the, what was the 80s or the 90s? 90s, yeah. I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on it, but 90 through 94, if they got through that game, you're gonna have to go to Arrowhead. So were they were they ready to beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead? I'd probably say it's a question because of Mahomes' high ankle sprain. If Mahomes was healthy, man, I think the Chiefs beat the Bills in Arrowhead. So they're still they're close, but they're that AFC is just you got to be a gauntlet of a team to get through it. Like you really do. So what do you think, uh, Burrow and Mahomes? Do we have Tom Brady and Peyton Manning? Then the next coming of those guys, as far as far as this goes. So look at it this way, you know, you had Big Ben, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning for many years, and in the AFC, and now you got Mahomes and Burrow and and Allen. So hopefully Allen can, you know, we don't think about Ben Roethlisberger a whole lot when we think about that time period. We think about the Brady and and the Manning clash all the time. But I mean, Burrow, um, Roethlisberger had two Super Bowls, so maybe Allen comes in and plays that kind of that. Ben Roethlisberger type role in this where he's the one who can't can get over that hump and ends up winning a Super Bowl or two but for whatever reason we don't talk about him um, I don't think that'll be the case but that would be kind of cool to see you know the Bills get their Super Bowl but with that being said Joe Burr Mahomes do you think this is a Brady slash Manning type matchup this obviously looks good for the NFL are these guys the new face of the league do you think uh it's hard to argue against man it really is Burrow is just, dude, I, I don't know if I've seen somebody as calm, cool, and collected as him. It, it's hard to do mentally for these guys, I'm sure. I think Josh Allen presses too much, especially this season. I've seen him really try to just be make hero plays and, and fit the ball in tight windows. Burrow just, I think he's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen to just take what they give you. Brady Brady obviously being another one. I mean, if if somebody's open in the, in the underneath, like a running back or a tight end, and, and like Brady's going to take that every single time you give it to him. Those guys are, they process the games as fast as anybody. And they just, they see what, what's out there and they, and they take it. You know what I mean? So Mahomes, same thing, but Mahomes can just, I mean, he can run 
as far left as possible and chuck it down the field to the right, <laughs> or he can go right and chuck, you know what I mean? And he's got all these sidearm uh, underhand and, and everything else that he brings to the table. So, I mean, it's hard to argue against man. Like obviously there's going to be a lot of people trying to, to mess that up. Like what's Kenny Pickett going to be in a couple of years? Uh, I mean, there's so many quarterbacks now that, you know, you can make a case like what's is Lamar going to get over the hump in the AFC if he stays in Baltimore. It's hard to argue that those guys aren't at the top for certain. Are we going to see them in the title game year in and year out? Quite possibly, but I don't trust Cincinnati's organization to keep it together long term. I think Joe Burr uh, will but he can only do so much. Like I think that team will eventually start messing up draft picks again and things like that to where they might not be as competitive. Um, but I think Joe Berg definitely gets a ring or two. He's too good not to. I mean, man, if it felt like Manning and Roethlisberger and Brady, like there was always one, one or two of those guys in the title game. I think you'll see some of that again. Obviously Mahomes has done that year in and year out, but We'll see, man. I, I think this league is so deep now. Like, it's more deep than it's been in quite some time. So it'll be interesting to see where, where things go in the, in the next following years. The emergence of a lot of superstar quarterbacks, it, you know, it really is just an exciting time to watch football as far as, you know, Aaron and out goes. Uh, I've never been a huge fan of the ground and pound game all the time. Because um, you figure five, six yards, like, that's perfect. That's what you want. But you don't have those explosive plays nearly as much. You got, you see way more 50-yard touchdown receptions than you do 50-yard runs. It's just how it is. So uh, the ground game isn't as much fun to watch, and that's where you look at you know a team like Baltimore Ravens, who Cincinnati beat last week. And Lamar Jackson, yeah, he'll throw the ball, but a lot of that team is running. And even like the Philadelphia Eagles, they run the ball a lot, but they do have those explosive plays downfield. And I think the RPO makes the running game a lot more exciting just because as a fan, like we don't always know what's coming, you know, that's up to the quarterback. Is he going to make the right read? You know, how does he see it? And, and that's to me is a lot more fun to watch than just quarterback under center, halfback behind them, hand the ball off, run right up the middle. You know what I mean? So I like the gadget plays they're running. I like the RPOs. I don't think Lamar Jackson's ever going to get over that hump flat out. I don't think the Baltimore Ravens are going to ever have the firepower offensively to keep up with these other these other people. The the Ravens have always been a team known for their defense. You know, can you name a quarterback other than Lamar Jackson that played for the Ravens? You know, maybe what, what Trent Dilfer or something like that. But nobody Flacco, who's man, make... Flack. That's right. That's <laughs> I'm sorry to Joe Flacco, but <laughs> he listens okay. to the show. So yeah, right, right. No, I'm sorry, I forgot. Yeah, wow. How could I forget Joe Flacco? Probably because he's in New York backing up. Zach Wilson, which is just, you might as well retire. Um, but anyway, yeah, Flacco. But even with Flacco, you know, he made some really good throws. But you look at him, his body work as a whole, and he got it done. But it was that defense that carried that team, you know, over and over and over. Ray Lewis, Terrell Suggs. They've always had a solid defensive team. So, yeah, my apologies to Flacco and apologies to, to Ravens fans. But flat out, you know, you guys aren't going anywhere if, if Joe B plays like this. You guys cannot take on Mahomes. Um, and, and Burrow, in my opinion, now, yes, sure. If you had Lamar Jackson, would you have beat the Bengals the last time they played? You might have, but you don't know because Tyler Huntley did play a solid game. So I could be wrong. I could look like a fool, but I just don't think that the Ravens are going to be able to get past the Bengals and the Chiefs. I can't see that happening with healthy Mahomes and healthy healthy Burrow. It just, to me, it just it seems like a tall task to ask. That rhymed. And I, I think- know we... <laughs> 
<laughs> What's that? I'll, I'll I'll chime in real quick. I think I think the Ravens have a have a good shot, in my opinion, if Lamar absolutely plays out of his mind. Uh, but I think if you're Baltimore, like you got to be the number one seed, like to go on the road and beat, <clears throat> excuse me, and beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati, which. I mean, whatever. It's Ohio. I don't know if the fans are that hostile. I can't say one way or another. But Arrowhead's a different story. That that place absolutely gets down. They get jiggy with it, you know. So um, <laughs> for for Baltimore to go into KC, I could definitely see that being like, you know, good luck with that. But I don't know, man. It, it the the Ravens and and we're not doing this. Isn't a Ravens podcast? I, we kind of got off off our tracks a little bit, but. Uh, they are so well coached and they do have such a great defense. And I mean, look at San Fran, man. Like they have a great defense. They, I mean, you, you can make the case like, yeah, they have a million weapons, but like, I'll, I don't know. I think Baltimore with the right offense could beat one of these teams one of these years, but beating Mahomes and now beating Burrow is just, it is a tall task. The Ra- even the Bills. I mean, the Bills are, are becoming choke artists. You know what I mean? They just it is what it is. So it's going to be tough to muddle your way through that for for sure. But Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator, now he wasn't fired, but Ravens fans were rejoicing because <laughs> he did resign from the team. So maybe the Ravens come out and they kind of have like a new look. And I'll look like an idiot. That's fine. If I look like an idiot, I look like an idiot. You know, it is what it is. Won't be the first time. Won't be the last time. But that's my brutally honest opinion. I'm going to have it, Lamar Jackson. You can get your money and you can still keep flopping. Anyway, oh, so, uh, speaking of one more, one more coach and change quick before we get on and, and move <laughs> on to the NFC uh, divisional playoff games. And we had we had two two good ones there, unless you're a Cowboys fan or Giants fan. Um, the Colts did an in-house interview with yours and my boy, Jeff Saturday. So there's always a chance that Jeff Saturday is the coach of the Indianapolis uh, Jeff Saturday's next year. We uh, heard a rumor <laughs> that if they do sign him as their long-term coach, they're also going to be looking for a name change. So maybe they'll be the Indianapolis Jeff Saturday's until they can figure out something better. Um, might try to do a reband, uh, rebrand, kind of like the Commanders did. You know, uh, though the football team sounds better than the Commanders, so they should just stick with the the Jeff Saturday's if they <laughs> if they try it for a year or two. But anyway, uh, anyway, I'm getting off topic on that. Just figured <laughs> figured throw that in there for for our listeners who have been sticking with us for the past couple of weeks. So one more thing I do want to say about that Bills Bengals game, since we kind of got on a tangent about about the Ravens and whatnot, which is. <laughs> Hey, it's brutal. It's honest. It's fun. Got to keep it moving. Keep it popping. Keep the people on their toes. You kept me on my toes. I'm like, whoa, what is happening right here? (laughs) But I love it. I love it. But uh, Josh Allen, you know, he had actually had his Super Bowl speech written ahead of time if they won the Super Bowl. He knew the alcohol that he was going to drink. That's per Kyle Brandt. I heard that on, um, <laughs> I think it was like Pro Football Focus or Game, Good Morning Football, something like that. But you got to feel bad for him. You know, I like the fact that you mentioned Amar Hamlin, you know, saying don't sweat it, basically. And I do believe the Bills will, will make some sort of comeback. But that AFC is going to be absolutely insane and going to be an incredible amount of fun to watch, um, more so than the NFC. And being an Eagles fan, it – it doesn't even actually pain me to say that. You know why? Because the <laughs> Eagles don't have to worry about as many teams in the NFC. If I was in the AFC, I'm thinking, shit, there's three, four, five <laughs> potentially quarterbacks that could wallop me at any time in the NFC. We got a few. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers, we don't even know if he's coming back to the Packers. He probably will. He's just being a drama queen. Dak Prescott, we let's talk about that game, man. Um, and we'll wrap up talking about the Eagles game. But, you know, Dak Prescott, he was 
just there and, and playing on point for so many seasons. Couldn't get them over the hump. He finally gets them over that first game. And now they lose the divisional game. It's a seventh straight divisional road loss that the Cowboys have. Did you watch that game, man? Because I had called that it would be a low-scoring game. And 19-12 was the final score. And Prescott tossing two interceptions. And we'll talk about the circumstances behind that. But did you foresee that game with that type of, of outcome where it came down to the foot, pretty much the foot of Robbie Gold, to be honest? I did and I didn't. Honestly, I, I thought it could go either way. I thought... You know, depending on how each team could run the ball, I thought that would really dictate, like, if if San Fran could have established the run, it could be a high-scoring game and Dallas is playing catch-up. And, I mean, that Tony Pollard injury was, was massive in that game, in my opinion. Um, hate to see that. I mean, I, obviously not being a Cowboys supporter in any way, but you don't want to see people just get injured, and especially in a, in a meaningful playoff game. I mean, to say to say Zeke is, is washed up, I mean, he is, like, He's like that soggy fry at the at the bottom of the bag at this point. <laughs> oh, oh no! I'm, <laughs> I mean, it's good he, if you have nothing else and you're super hungry, but it's not something that, you look forward to. It doesn't. It's like yeah. it's not gonna. <laughs> it's it's not gonna inspire uh, confidence. It's not gonna you know you're uh, not gonna get excited for that soggy fry. Let's just put it. I mean, ten carries for twenty six yards. He he just he fell off a cliff a couple of years ago, and and he's he's still trying to climb back up. Like he has the the equipment to try and get back up the mountain and he just keeps slipping and you know, he's there's a banana peel under his foot and he falls <laughs> back down further. But yeah, man, you, you called it, you called it to a, to a T I got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, JD is on, on fire with the picks. Uh, so yeah, I mean, McCaffrey didn't do much either. Really 10 carries for 35 yards. I thought Dallas's defense played really, really well up until when it, I guess, really mattered. Uh, no, they played really, they played really well in general, man. I mean, honestly, you figured they forced a turnover, um, which I actually want to bring up that turnover. It was a muff, well, it wasn't a muff punt. It was a, a line drive kick, and the the returner for San Francisco, um, uh, something McLeod. I'm I always blank out. These double last names screw with me. Ray J McLeod or something like that. But yeah. you know, he caught the punt and ran a few yards and the Cowboys stripped it, man. Like special teams did their job. That was inside the, I think it was in the red zone. Uh, Cowboys got the ball back. Um, that was actually really funny to watch the replay of that because the one referee was literally like on the pile of people, like trying to move people out of the way, like worming his <laughs> way to the bottom, bro. It was so funny. I was laughing that I laughing as I saw that, that replay of the, of that play. And it was just like, that's hilarious. You know, no pads, no nothing. Just like, like that kid diving into the ball pit, like, oh, I'm going to find my toy at the bottom type thing. Uh, but, you know, they set them up and the Cowboys, what'd they do out of that? They kicked a, kicked another field goal. You know, they, they couldn't get it done. The Cowboys were leading in that game. And Brett Maher got an extra point block. That that guy, man, like absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. You know, they, they went up <laughs> six to three. You kind of figure, okay, you know, the point's blocked. It's it's not really on him. At least we got a touchdown. That's a good start. But when it came down to it, you know, field goals were the only thing that, that either team were really getting. McCaffrey had that one touchdown, but there was only one touchdown for, for each team. And that, so I think to, uh, to put that game on the Cowboys defense is just, it's impossible to do, honestly. You know, your team coughs the ball up two different times, uh, one of the times setting the San Francisco 49ers up in their own territory or in the Cowboys territory, which is something I had touched on in our, our segment previewing this game that you can't give those guys a short field. 
because they do cash in for touchdowns. But I mean, the Cowboys held them, you know, pretty well all game. And Robbie Gold's just a stud kicker. Yeah, just an absolute stud. Uh, there's not going to be, uh, you know, any any question about it in my mind. Who, if I were going to pick a special teams player of the week, it was definitely going to be Robbie Gold. I'm not going to give away my stand up stud. It could be him, could be my stand up or standout stud of the week, but I'm not going to give that away at this point in time. But that guy just, I think, went four for four on kicks, um, plus the extra points. So making it five for five. That's the kind of guy you want kicking for you at the end of the game. And in respect to Maher, he did make a few field goals himself. But when it came down to it, you got to put that. That's on Dak. Yeah, the interception interceptions he had, third and 10, the first one, it was awful. Forcing the ball, just absolutely horrid pass. And then even the second interception, you're, you're in the red zone. You make a pass into what was essentially like double coverage. You can't be doing that, man. Like, I know you're trying to get a touchdown. You need to fire up the squad and everything, but take a sack in that case even, you know, and I don't, I'm not a fan of saying take a sack, but just really sad. Um, just the way that, that Prescott played that game and ultimately is what in my mind cost him. That was his sixth game of the season with like two plus picks, which is, oof. I mean, he missed like five games. So, yeah, I saw something on Twitter. It might, I think you might even uh, liked it or, or something like that. Dak plays excellent when he's good. And he plays awful when he's bad, something along those lines. And and that couldn't be more true. He he just doesn't have that clutch gene, man. He doesn't when it when the, all the chips are in the middle of the table, that guy folds, man. He folds. It's it's tough to you know see that for Cowboys fans. I I, I just I don't know, man. It's like, not tough to see at all. No, nope. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I mean, to my cousin who's listening to this, if you haven't turned <laughs> it off by now, in this point in the episode, I love you, bro. You're you're a brother to me. I love you, but I I can't. I can't be upset about that. I really can't. I feel bad for certain Cowboys players, but I don't feel bad for the Cowboys. <laughs> no, I, I, this is, this is kind of how I separate it, man. Like I think Dak is a very good person. Very good dude. He's been through a lot off the field. That's yes. why I, I can't, I can't like have this hatred and like blast him beyond, you know, like being disrespectful. Like some people are on right. social media today. Cause I, like, I know the guy's been through a lot. I know he made, like 70 mil this year because of how the contract was set up and things like that. But man, like you got to think like he's, he's losing his mind a little bit because I mean, it's year in and year out. I saw a Cowboys fan actually punch a TV and, uh, same. <laughs> I saw that clip. I can't, uh, I can't feel bad for the, the Cowboys fans, obviously being a division rival. I, I don't have enough Cowboys fans around me that annoy me. So maybe Thanks, that's boy. part of the reason I'm not like the biggest Eagles fan slash Cowboys hater like a lot of people are we'll talk about the 49ers in a second that team I god I really don't like that team for whatever reason but absolutely insane if you would have told me it would be a divisional game Cowboys uh 49ers again this year and that last drive would just look like an absolute shit show I mean I could give that last drive for the Cowboys shit show of the week by itself because I, I mean last last play of the game they have Zeke playing center and he gets trucked I mean, what is this? You know what I mean? Drop drop the mic, Mike McCarthy. That guy got to – he got to find his way out of this league, in my opinion, at this point, or, or have a head coaching. Uh... And last year, too, you know, where the awful time management in the playoffs is what ended up costing him that game. So, it, you know, we had talked about is McCarthy in the hot seat. If I were Cowboys fans, I'd probably be calling for McCarthy's head on a platter as far as that goes. I I think <laughs> he should be in the hot seat. I know Jerry Jones just seems to allow people to stick around that shouldn't he – I don't know. I feel I feel like he he plays favorites. You know, we see that with the way he coddles coddled Zeke. 
I mean, I was okay with it being an Eagles fan. He kept, kept Jason Garrett around a lot longer than he should have. No disrespect to Jason Garrett as a person, but he's an analyst now for a reason. You know what I mean? Like he just, <laughs> he didn't have that, that clutch call mentality. And I think Jerry Jones just wants yes men in there so that he can say and do whatever he wants. And it is what it is. You know, that's, that's on him in a lot of ways. I do feel bad for players on the Cowboys. You know, I feel bad for Pollard just, broken fibula in that game which obviously was huge could have affected the outcome like you said he's in line for a massive payday the guy has proven that he is a starter in the league and he's going to get it one way or another he really oh, yeah. will and the cowboys would be moronic to be a complete asinine move of jerry jones not to pay pollard and find some way to keep him around but you know we'll see what we'll see what happens ultimately there for sure i mean pollard will get paid i think if i'm dallas i'd probably hang on to him uh, I don't know what their cap situation is, but I don't know, man. This Dallas team, now you can blame it on Dak for sure. I mean, time management comes down to your quarterback as well as your head coach. Like The quarterback has to know what to do in those clutch situations in that two-minute drill. But I don't know. I, I think if they have like a very good coach, like they're a Super Bowl contender, to be honest with you. like I don't have much faith in McCarthy. If you look at all the teams, like the Green Bay years and now, Dallas, it seems like all those teams have been very undisciplined. They commit a ton of penalties. They're just mentally not sharp. So I think that's carried over, and you've seen that. And, yeah, I mean, that last drive was just kind of like that encompasses everything that, that Mike McCarthy is to me. Yeah, man, Jerry Jones seems to have a lot of a lot of drama, and we'll see. Hopefully he can get a good coach for the sake of you know, some of those guys in, in Dallas. I can never vote for Dallas, but as far as certain players go, you know, I feel bad for, like, the Micah Parsons and, you know, someone like a Tony Pollard who is a, is a great player, some of those other guys on that defensive front. You know, I feel bad for Dak as a person because of what he's been through, and he's overcome a lot of adversity. And, you know, if he were to go to another team, I'd have to vote for him. I just I can't bring myself to vote for Dak as a cowboy unfortunately just because of the rivalry um that happens so yeah we'll see what happens moving forward man uh cowboys just got to get over that hump they definitely have a good team there's no doubt about that and maybe they'll become you know that other team in the nfc where we have the the 49ers the eagles the cowboys and the nfc's own version of mahomes burrow allen type thing i don't think it'll be that exciting but hey you never know <laughs> Maybe Mr. Irrelevant does turn into the next type of Tom Brady uh, on the NFC side of the ball. So we'll, we'll talk about that and we'll talk about what you think uh, about that. And we actually do have breaking news. Roach will be making a comeback. He'll be joining us here shortly. So unlike the four teams who couldn't bring it back, Roach is bringing it back. So while we're waiting on him, let's talk about some fun drama, bro. Shannon Sharp, we got this man in the show. <laughs> yeah, man. Hilarious. Did you see what happened? I did, yeah. I I love it though. Uh, I love it from both sides. To be honest with you, do you want to tell the listeners what happened, just in case they didn't see? You know, I don't follow basketball as much, but I follow Shannon Sharp, and because he's part of Undisputed and whatnot, so that's how I heard about it. Do you want to you want to describe what happened? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to preface this. Uh, I'm going to use vulgarity just because that's what happened. <laughs> that's hide exactly your kids, what... hide your wife. <laughs> Fifteen seconds, a couple of times, and, and we'll be through this, but. You do realize that if by telling them that they're just going to turn the volume up, you know, so they make sure that they can hear it. But I can't, I can't control that, especially in the internet age that we live in. But there's, <laughs> that's that's besides the point. We we warned you guys, so whatever. Uh, it's on so, you at this point. That's funny. Uh, so Shannon Sharp's on the sidelines for the uh, Grizzlies uh, Lakers game this last and, Friday. Yeah, 
Yeah, last Friday, yep, at this point. Shannon Sharp said they don't want the smoke, and then he told uh, Dylan Brooks that he said, Dylan Brooks, you're too small to guard LeBron. He said, fuck you. <laughs> I said, And then I said, fuck you. And then he started to come at me. I said, you don't want these problems. You don't want these problems, you know, like Shannon Sharp would say. Surprised he didn't have a black and mild or, or some Hennessy. Probably had some Hennessy next to him, but. Uh, <laughs> what? Ja, oh, he always brings that out on the show, man. On, on oh, okay, this- gotcha, yeah, gotcha. I was like, that came out of left field. That's funny. I didn't. He actually smokes on the show. I don't watch on. No, he, they don't let him. They don't let him smoke. But you know, he does the whole act of like. Oh, this gotcha, gotcha. He kicks it, kicks his feet up. Got the black and mild. He even says, "I got the black and mild," and it is. It's not a cigar. It's black and mild. But that's funny. Um, that's funny. Cigar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it was funny. John ja Morant then came at him. So. That whole situation escalated, but I don't know. It was just fun. At the end of the day, it was all, it was all good fun. I mean, I'm sure Shannon Sharp means it because he's the biggest LeBron uh, fan of all time. But <laughs> it was, uh, it was definitely interesting. It made basketball a lot more interesting for me. I see that Roach is now in the building, so Shannon Sharp apologized after that game. I actually, speaking of LeBron and the Lakers, just random note, yesterday the Lakers were down by like 20-some points, and I threw up a little bet, $1 for 12, and the Lakers brought it back against the Blazers, so I won a little money here. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm a Lakers fan. I'm not a LeBron lover, but I am a Lakers fan, and my wallet thanks thanks to LA Lakers. So this is not sponsored by BetMGM or by DraftKings, but do not go to the bank because it is closed. My picks don't always hit, but when they do, let's freaking go. What's up, my boy Roach? How you doing, man? What's good? What's good? What's good, my boy? Aaron and I just got done talking about the the three divisional games. We're saving the Eagles game for last, last but most definitely not least. I'm gonna let you start out with this, Roach. Yes, <laughs> finally, <laughs> this is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> the game was 98. percent I want to say flawless. Okay, I want to say it was flawless. Almost every point. Jonathan Gannon sent pressure. <laughs> the RPO looked it amazing. Rerushed 44 times for 265 yards. Jalen still do two touchdowns. Yes, sir. <laughs> rush for another one. In rush for another one. This game plan was sound. Now, a lot of people, you know, I'm, I'm getting a lot of feedback. Oh, the Giants suck. Did they, did, you know what? Hey. The Giants do suck. <laughs> You're right. But it's how the Eagles took care of business. They beat them like they suck. The yep. Giants was coming in with a hot hand. You know, they, they was coming in hot. They're like, we're a good team. We're a good team. I promise you, on the way back to that plane, they, they say, yeah, we're not ready for this. That, that was, they were different. <laughs> them guys was different. I mean, you got you got Hassan. Honestly, I'm surprised Daniel Jones left with his life. Hassan honestly should have had four sacks. Yeah, he lived in that backfield, man. For more for the fact, Jones is mobile. Yeah, like I, I, I honestly believe we should have had two more picks. It, it, it was just overall a great game. It was it was a great game. And, and matter of fact, I, I wonder how you how you feel about Jonathan now. How do you like me now? <laughs> Aaron, uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't lie that I mean defense looked great. Defense did look great. I know uh, Sirianni defended Gannon because the radio stations continue to blast him even throughout this season. So 
WIP in Philly, if you want to have me on, if you want me to be a co-host, uh, I'd fit right in with you, you guys. <laughs> but uh, Leaving no, me the, like that? Leaving the, me the, like that? Brutally no, honest no, sports? He's being no. brutal and honest. He wants to jump ship. <laughs> jump ship down to Tampa. That ship sank, Aaron. <laughs> no, in, in all seriousness, so, I mean, the defense played a hell of a game. I mean, you saw – I'm telling you, man, I, I like Bradbury more than Slay. I've been saying that all year long. Obviously, Slay has to, has to cover the number one, and – and Bradbury's in the slot, but I mean, you saw Bradbury just absolutely jump that route and yeah. uh, get that interception. Daniel Jones looked like a deer in the headlights. He reminded me of Carson Wentz back when Carson Wentz was throwing it all over the field, and only God knew uh, where <laughs> that ball was going. I mean, Daniel Jones was absolutely just all a mess and all over the place. And I mean, our D line definitely wreaked havoc all all game long so yeah to answer your question man i can't i can't say anything bad about gannon at the moment uh this next round is definitely going to be a lot more difficult and i think not to say the giants are trash but they're not even close to the caliber that the 49ers are in my book we'll see we'll see what the the strategy is going forward and that's what's the the beautiful thing is Roach said it perfectly. We beat them like they suck. Uh, that's a paraphrase. I don't remember if that's exactly what you said, Roach. But like mm-hmm. we we beat them like they suck. We beat the the brakes off of them. They looked absolutely horrendous. The Eagles just coming in there firing all cylinders. I mean, Jalen only threw for 150 yards, but he looked solid. That that started that game. That first throw, I think, was the first throw of the game that he made to Devonte Smith, 30 plus yards, like on point in the breadbasket absolutely no doubt in anybody's mind that he's back from that SC joint. He didn't aggravate anything. I love seeing Minshew in there at the end because we were winning the game so bad, not because he got hurt. My boy Boston Scott, the giant slayer, made the defensive coordinator feel stupid of the Giants, I'm sure, probably to the point where he'll go take a head coaching job somewhere else because he's too embarrassed to go back to New York. But, (laughs) you know, Boston Scott with that touchdown, man, all those rushing yards, the defense living in the backfield. Daniel Jones, like you said, you know, he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. They just weren't up to it, weren't up to the challenge. That game did start off a little funky. Have any of you guys ever seen this before with the chains, that chain situation where the the first town chain broke? Like, it was well. I have not. I've never seen that. And they said, like, apparently when they brought the new chain out, like, they they were having troubles unraveling it and whatnot. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny. I'm going to be honest. At this point, you would have thought. It, they would have like lasers or something now, like <laughs> it, like you wouldn't think it would be a chain gang anymore. Like, nah, don't get me wrong, I love the old pool, old school feel of it. Yeah, me too. I, love I, I just would have thought they would have they got lasers for everything else. They got like I just would have thought they would have moved on from that by now. <laughs> I, I got a question. Do y'all think Hassan Reddick has had a better year than Michael Parsons? See, this is, it's interesting you say that because the last show we did, uh, we had Joe from Philly Philly, the podcast on. Great show. Go check that out. Great guy. He was talking about how Hassan Reddick is being completely disrespected, not being mentioned as one of the top candidates for defensive player of the year, especially with the way he had more sacks, 16 sacks. He was first in sacks created for others. Just the, the pressure he puts on the quarterback himself and the way that he allows other guys to get sacks because of the the presence he is and how he commands so much attention from that line, from the running back chipping, from the tight end. Yeah, I think that, honestly, I have to say, and, and when it's all said and done, Reddick did have a better year than Parsons. And that's not to take away from Parsons' skill or the season Parsons had. He had a great year, but yeah, I, I got to say it. I believe Reddick had a better year as well. And that's not from an Eagles fan standpoint. That's from taking a step back, 
looking at the numbers, looking at how things played out. And, you know, we saw it in, in that game. You know, he, he lived in that backfield. So, yes, I do think so. What about you, Aaron? I know we talked about this one on Friday's show with Joe, but that was a very good question. Roach asked specifically, how many po- Cowboys fans are you going to piss off right now? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm on the same boat as you. Not the sinking one in Tampa. <laughs> Remember, if you're no, jumping ship. Not, you're not, not Tom jumping- Brady's boat. Not Tom Brady's <laughs> boat. That guy can go be a dad or something else. But anyways, uh, <laughs> Micah Parsons this year, I mean, he was having a hell of a year, but he kind of lacked consistency down the stretch. I mean, Hassan Reddick has, has only gotten better if you really look at the numbers. So, yeah, um, yeah, he showed up in that playoff game. Yeah, you can't make much of a case for uh, Parsons down the stretch. I mean, Parsons at times is absolutely unstoppable. But, I mean, Reddick has been, you know, everything and more to this defense really since uh since the beginning of the year through the through the the short playoff run that we're on right now and, and he's going to extend that into next week I'm sure of it the Eagles defense seven points allowed five sacks I mean we we had so many games this year where we have five plus sacks that bye week did nothing but help us get healthier there was absolutely no rust the only things broken in that stadium from an Eagle standpoint were the chains and um <laughs> other, than that, other than that everything else was working firing on all cylinders uh, you know, absolutely, man. Just ab- like so, I can't even talk right now. Just, just thinking, trying to articulate, like how freaking pumped I am. I'm trying not to scream into this mic right now because I don't want the audio levels to blast and hurt your y'all boys' ears. But let's freaking go. Let's freaking go. Jalen Hurst, man, the second quarterback in Eagles history, two plus touchdowns in the air, one plus one on the ground in a playoff game. You know, McNabb, what he did, and we have way more weapons than the McNabb era of football. It's just, it's so exciting, man. Sixth game this year where Jalen had one plus t- uh, TD in the air and one plus on the ground, which is the most in the NFL. Absolutely a stud again coming back. And maybe I'll feel a little stupid saying this after the Niners game, but I don't think the Niners can stop us from putting up a minimum of 25. What do you think? I agree with you. We played. The, with half a playbook and our quarterback not, you know, not playing the way he wanted to play and put up 22 without scoring a touchdown. <laughs> Jake Elliott, got to love it. <laughs> right. We we average almost 30 a game. Yeah. It is, is no, is no reason that that we, we, we don't score 30 against them as well. When I look at these teams, it's it's almost identical everywhere, man. It's almost identical. So now that they have Christian, obviously, it's only one difference: the quarterback. It's the quarterback. The quarterback. It's the quarterback. Interesting. Real quick to interrupt you here. Um, Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy have played before, and it was an epic game, 2019, when Hurts was at Oklahoma, Purdy was at Iowa State, and Oklahoma won that game after 42 to 41. After they tried to go for, or after Ohio State tried to go for two points to win the game and, and Purdy threw for five touchdowns but Hertz had three in the air and two on the ground so they both had five total touchdowns bro as much as I'd like to see the Eagles defense shut down San Francisco's offense and put bring Purdy down to earth which against Dallas he didn't look like an incredible player he he did what he needed to do we'll put it that way dude if this game comes down to the wire like that where it's like a 40 plus game with each team I'm not tripping. I would love to see that. Absolutely love it. That would be so much fun to watch. Just like when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, like, yeah, you want your defense to stop 
Tom Brady, obviously, but the fact that that game was so epic because of all the yards, all the touchdowns, all the drama, it just makes for for better football, in my mind, more excited uh, to see something like that. But, I mean, I'm also cool because it's not the Super Bowl, and, and we want to kind of roll in there with, with all our players healthy, be able to rest the starters at the end of the game. I'm cool if they absolutely thump the Niners. What do you guys think? Would you like to see a shootout, or do you want us to roll comfortably into the into the Super Bowl? This is what I want to see. I want to see our play fence. Uh, duh. Ooh, play fence. Jesus. Our defense <laughs> play, play a similar game to the Cowboys. I, I want to see, I want to see us pressure Purdy and like, Purdy had zero touchdowns. Yeah. Throw for one touchdown. I promise you, I can promise you if Purdy does not score a touchdown against us, the game is guaranteed. Take that to the bank. Even if it's closed, you, can, you sit you there, can, you tailgate, yeah. you tailgate hey, that hey, bank, and you cash in hey, in the morning. Exactly. Take it to the bank. <laughs> I, I I have not seen seen a, a, a game where Jalen is healthy and he he don't score nothing. It's gonna be a run, a throw. I I don't care if he got to run the whole field. He gonna <laughs> score one. If he healthy, oh he gonna score one. And I really what I like the most about that Eagle game is we answered every question. Yeah. Lane played like a freaking hoss. My biggest worry was not Jalen Hurts, if I'll be honest. My biggest worry was how is Lane Johnson going to hold up? I honestly think that Lane might be the greatest right tackle that the Eagles have ever had. Yeah, that's saying a lot. Um, yeah, I, I love Kelsey, and I want to just say Kelsey is our heart. Man, Lane just makes a really strong case for himself. Mm-hmm. He, paves, he, pa- he paves the lane, man. He paves that lane. <laughs> hey, let's exactly. go. I'll I'll say this about the uh the game. I am a little concerned about is our run defense gonna be is is it gonna hold up the whole entire entire game? Um Jordan Davis makes a hell of a difference. That dude is like two Fletcher Cox in there. That's how big <laughs> he is. But um yeah, man, we're we're ranked middle of the pack against the rush. They have McCaffrey, they have you know, any receiver on their team can serve as a running back almost. So I think the key to the game is stopping their run. I'm not worried about Purdy and his little smug grin on his face. I cannot wait to see them absolutely make hay of that guy. I cannot. <laughs> I just don't like him. Nothing about him, Mister Irrelevant. Whatever he, he, I hope he is irrelevant in the next year or two in the league. So if I'm Gannon, I'm I'm stopping that run. I'm doing whatever I got to take. I'll let Purdy beat me before I let McCaffrey, because I know McCaffrey can beat anybody really. I think this is going to be a tight game. I, I don't see us blowing them out at all. I just don't. Do you think but it's I, a high scoring game or do you think the, uh, the I, think I think it's mid twenties. I think it's mid. I think it's a little bit high scoring than Dallas San Fran was, but I don't see this being a shootout. I, I just, I think both defenses are too good to allow this to be a shootout. When it comes down to it, you think of the fact that, yeah, if we don't shut their run game down, we could be in some trouble if we can come out and set the tone early by put, putting points on the board first and getting a lead, you know, they'll do some, still do some running, but force Purdy to throw that ball under pressure while having a deficit. Can he do it? Can he keep up with that? We already know that Jalen, yes, this is the NFC championship game. We know Jalen has what it takes during the regular season when, you know, we're down to the Colts. Should we have been down to the Colts? No, but that's irrelevant. doesn't matter. At the end of that game, you know, he came down two touchdown drives. You know, we win that game, really sets a tone 
for the Eagles, you know, but there were a lot of questions. And after that, like we really started rolling a lot more, you know, it's just like Jalen is the undisputed and shout out to sharp Shannon sharp. As we talked about him <laughs> earlier, screw skip Bayless, never give him a shout out period. Um, anti shout out is what I just gave you anyway, <laughs> but you know, when it comes down to it, like we know Jalen can have those come from behind victories. I don't think Purdy in the, on this stage, I don't think he's going to be able to do it. I really don't. So can we get out to a big board? I don't think he's built for it. The same way you just said that they played in college. So I, I saw that game. Okay. Jalen and the Sooners actually went up big and Purdy had to come back. And that was the end result. They just couldn't finish. And, and to comment on the run stop defense, I'm, I'm really kind of over that argument. You know, the oh, the Eagles are in mid-pack for yards. It's for yards. It ain't for the rushing touchdowns. It's for the yards. Yeah, I know, but... We, we, give, we giving up yards, but we ain't giving up the scores. So, I... I like, I'll give you it, that. I, I just don't want to see Sam Fran in the red zone. Like, Kittle in the red zone. He's... he's that motherfucker is a beast, man. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, I don't want to see Sam Fran move the ball on us to where we're in the red zone trying to prevent that you know what i'm saying like if mccaffrey can get through holes and things that's when it becomes all right now we got to keep up with that i don't want to be in that position i want our defense to lock down i want it to take pressure off our offense i every day we get closer to this game i get more excited slash more nervous uh i was already like last night thinking like overthinking this sitting there like all right what if this happens then what will the eagles do if what will this happens if, if the 49ers do this i think we're the better team they're very well coached, though, and that defense is very well coached. So, I don't know, man. It's 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 a match. I'm glad Purdy's in there, not like Jimmy G. Um, I think that benefits us more, even though he the kid's been uh, very good. We can't allow a massive amount of yards though, because eventually they will cash in. In my in my opinion, we can go back and forth on that, but uh, I don't want to see the the Niners in the red zone a million, you know, six, seven, eight times that type of thing. I believe that's where we play our best defense. Is in the red zone. We give you field goal. No field goal. We give you a goal. No field goal. No problem. Field goal here. Field goal. There you go. Yeah, yeah. You just can't have seven. Them, the, I believe those big guys excel in the middle whenever the backs are against the wall and it's oh we got to punch it in. Them big guys are like you, you're not doing it. It's just a million pounds on this defensive line with Jordan <laughs> Davis, Joseph, uh, Dominican Sue, Fletcher Cox, Milton. It's just too much freaking weight. Too much weight. I've seen us in the red zone give up three so many times. I, I'm, I'm I'm fine with it. I, I believe we play our best defense in the red zone. So I'm I'm uh, that just it, it don't concern me. Uh, like I said, if I'm concerned about anything in this game. Crickets are uh, squeaking here because Roach can't think about anything to be concerned no, it's, about. It's the turnovers, <laughs> and which we don't have those kind of games. But when we do, it's a lot of turnovers. Yeah, they, they come in bunches. Well, yeah. yeah, it's like three to four. Like, like I said, heck, it, a lot of people are like, oh, you guys lost to Dallas 40 to 34. I don't think they realize we gave the ball to them four times. With yeah. our backup quarterback, too. Yeah, Garner Minshew gave him two, two. Garner fumble one, then then Miles fumble one. Yeah, and Quest yeah, Watkins can't can't catch the ball. So, <laughs> yeah. you know the 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 one in Washington, we gave the ball to Washington four times, and normally this ain't an issue when Jalen's in. So I'm I'm hoping this is this a minuscule thought, 
and is you know is irrelevant. But just like Brock Purdy, <laughs> yep, exactly. He's about to be. He's about exactly. To be. Uh, so you know how they say pressure makes diamonds. Pressure makes a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want us to pressure him and just make him fold. I I, I want to see him make bad decisions. I want to. I want. I don't think he has been in a position to where he has he has had to overthink. I need us to make his brain smoke. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. You know, you mentioned about the San Francisco 49ers defense being so good. Demico Ryan's, you know, he was a he was an Eagle, so he's coming back. He will not be getting any cheers or ovations or anything like that coming into that game. There's gonna be be nothing but business. I don't think the fans maybe some of the fans will be like, you know, hey, let's clap for him. But no, I, I don't think so. After the Eagles win, maybe they'll clap for him, you know, say, welcome back to Philly. It's good to see you. You didn't do your job. Your players didn't do their job. Go get a head coaching job somewhere else. But, <laughs> like, when it comes down to it, the Eagles are going to have to have good ball security. And if they do, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna go this far. If the Eagles don't turn the ball over, period, they win this game guaranteed. I don't think Brock Purdy can lead an offense against the Eagles if the Eagles do not turn the ball over if we do not have our backs up against the wall if we do not give them extra possessions the eagles have zero turnovers they win this game uh, pretty handily i'll even say and maybe i'm being cocky maybe i'm a bit biased um we'll, we'll, we're about to find out we'll find out this See, weekend, i don't, I don't think sure. that's cockiness i believe that the teams are so evenly based that once again we it just goes back to that argument what's the difference the quarterback yeah we believe that Jalen is going to go down and score because he's going to do that on any defense. Like, it, I'm that's not saying we're going to get this outrageous scoring every drive. You know, that's not what I'm saying, but there's going to be scores. No, I agree. I agree. So, all right, fellas, Roach, I'm glad you can uh, come in even a little late, running late here to be able to come in and talk a bit of Eagles football. Let's do our standout stud of the week and our shit show of the week from this divisional round. Let's make it brutal. Let's make it honest. Aaron, who do you got? Where are we gonna where are we gonna go positive or we gonna go negative first? Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. Um, we'll go standout start of the week first, and Roach, you'll be next. So you got a little bit of time. I'm putting Aaron on the spot first. That's okay. Standout stud. Uh, we'll go Jalen Hurts. I mean, that's an easy one, uh, obviously. But dang it, I gotta pick someone else now. But that's fine. Go ahead. No, you know, no, you know what? You know what? I'll <laughs> no, go. No, Kenny. go Hurts. Go Hurts. Uh, no, no, go Hurts. I'll, I'll give you Hurts. I uh, I'll take Kenny Gainwell. That guy. Did his thing, man. Over 100 yards for the first time in his career. Uh, what a time to have it, obviously, in his in the, I believe his first playoff game as well. But, uh, yeah, nine yards a carry, 112 yards a, a tutty. Like, he torched that Giants defense. He ran with authority. He was just too much, man, too much for that Giants defense. Yeah, it would be awesome to see him as kind of like the Corey Clement um, type player this year in the Super Bowl. You know, he uh, Corey Clement had a good good playoff run and had a really great Super Bowl. Now, so to see Gainwell have a good game was definitely exciting because just be able to take a little bit off of off of uh, Sanders. And no disrespect to Boston Scott, he is the giant slayer. Well, he's in that backfield. He just doesn't have that same ferocity as someone like Gainwell does. You know, he can slide out of the backfield. He can, you know, make some good catches. And, and that's the nice thing to have, be able to have multiple backs that can still put in work. But that's a great pick as a stud, bro. Absolutely. Roach, do you have a standout stud for us? Other than Jalen Hurts? <laughs> I, I do. I do. And I'm saying this because I think it needs to be said. Now, I don't believe this person gets enough credit. Okay. And, I, cause, and that's because – 
the other person that's back here, it just it just seems like he just sucks it all up. <laughs> Joe Mixon, bro. Joe Mixon had 105 yards. Yep. What a touchdown in this game. And they just made it seem like, oh my God, Joe Shice is out here throwing backwards passes <laughs> in the blizzard. <laughs> he had a good game, but he only had 245 yards. Like they just act like this man ain't got nobody to throw to, no running back. This this man is is he has a excellent supporting cast, and they just give all the credit. Like top, like we know Jamar is uh, he is Jamar is actually one of the another one of the top receivers in the NFL. Oh, easily. But they just when they talk about his Bengals team, like you just see how overshadowed he get a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, I agree with that. Joe yeah, Mixon, I, one of the top defense. I mean, offensive rushers in the league. Yeah, I've been saying it all year. I've been saying like, it all year multiple times. And uh, with Aaron as my witness, I've mentioned a few times on this show how Mixon's overlooked and one of the most underrated backs. So, yeah, I love that pick, bro. I love that pick. So, yeah, I'm giving it to Joe. Hey, we, hey, we got to get off get off Joe Shasta's balls a little bit here. I'm just... <laughs> hey, man, J- Joe's playing well. Burrow, Mixon, you know, it, the name Joe just ice in the veins. Let's go, Joe. Joe, you know, Joe Flacco. Ryan. <laughs> Joe Flacco, yeah, yeah. No, you're not gonna let me live that down, Ravens fans. You know that's fine. Send all the nat. Usually, I say say send all the nasty DMs um, at Twitter at brutally honest our handle, but it's brutally honest without the T because Twitter won't give us the T. Normally, I say send your angry DMs to Aaron. This time, you could send your angry DMs to to JD. That's fine. I, I can take the smoke. Um, the Cowboys, the Giants, they, they clearly couldn't take the smoke. So, but I can handle it. I can handle it. So, uh, my standout stud of the week, man. Um, yeah, uh, we sung Jalen Hurts' praises, and, and earlier in the show, I alluded to this. I mean, I'll go with I'll go with Robbie Gold when it came down to it. You know, the Cowboys' defense—they did what they needed to do, uh, and Robbie Gold just he hit his field goals, and that's just such a, a crucial thing to have. They had a they have a clutch kicker, ice in his veins, and if the Eagles are going to be forcing Gold out onto the field by stopping him from touchdowns, we're probably giving up three points. But that's okay as long as Jalen goes down and scores a seven. So yeah, he's my stud of the week. Shit show of the week. We all three might pick the same guy. So Aaron, I'm gonna have you go first again. <laughs> Who's your shit show of the week? Because I'll come up with somebody else if you say who I'm thinking of. I think I know who you're thinking of. Um, Don't overthink it, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna say just because of the eye test and what I witnessed, it's not gonna be a pick that you guys expect at all. But okay. it's a collective unit. I mean, much credit to Cincinnati's front and their defense, but that Bills offensive line as a group, you are every single one of you is a shit show. Uh, every single <laughs> one of you needs to to hit the weight room or something. You're getting thrown around like you're like a tin can out there. Uh, Josh Allen had no time to throw. I mean, they only allowed one sack, but that's only because Allen can escape all that pressure and all that uh, ferocity up front from the Bengals. But, man, it's a playoff game. You're at home. I don't want to hear the excuse that there was snow in the field because there was snow in the field for both teams. So yeah, yeah, and, the Bills' offensive yeah. line, you're you you were an absolute atrocity and a shit show, and you cost. I think you cost the Bills the game. Honestly, I, I really do. I think uh, Josh Allen could have played a lot better, given more time to throw and not running for his absolute life out there. I'm gonna give the shit show of the week to to Dak Prescott, and, and I almost feel bad doing this 
because of the fact that, you know, we do dog on him and it's not always his fault that this team loses. The play calling's questionable. I mean, that who called that last play of that game? Mike McCarthy. I could give it to McCarthy, um, but I'm going <laughs> to give it to Prescott just because on his two picks, he looked absolutely horrible. So, you know, he has to take the credit, the accountability on that game because, you know, the, the defense for the Cowboys played well enough to win that game. You know, we, we said earlier that losing Pollard definitely hurt, but championship quarterbacks step up and make championship plays and, and Dak didn't get it done. So I'm sorry, but sorry, not sorry. Brutal and honest should show the week goes to Dak Prescott. All right. So. I've been waiting for this and I'm a hater and I'm an eagle lover. My shit show of the week is going to Micah Parsons. You <laughs> fucking bum. You only you had zero sacks. You had one fellow tackle. You bum. You want defensive player of the year. You are bum, bum, bum. Thank you. <laughs> oh man, I, I can't. I can't, bro. I I can barely breathe. There's tears for there's tears down there coming out of my eyes. Aaron, you? <laughs> Aaron you, oh man, I'm, I'm laughing too hard. Aaron, who, who are we shouting at? We're, to we're shout ending the we're ending the show on a high note. That's all I got to say. But uh, shouting out 1420, we'll actually be on their show later this week. So stay tuned for that. Should Thursday. be a Thursday Thursday night. Yep, uh, looking forward to that. Um, check those guys out. In the meantime, they do a a great show every single day on fourteen twenty in the morning and then and then they're all their other segments they got. Uh Jim at Fan in the Van. I didn't get to, to catch his episode today, but I will. Uh, I'm sure it was a great breakdown of the of the NFL. So check him out. Jim at Fan in the Van. And level the playing field did get to catch their show a little bit. Obviously the the one gentleman was not too happy about the Chargers blowing that lead last <laughs> week. So understandably so, but if you listen to us, take a listen to them. And like I mentioned earlier, our, our Twitter handle is really honest without the T, really honest because Twitter won't give us the T. I have one final shout out to the boys over there at We Like Sports Podcast at Sports with a Z. We Like Sports Podcast. They're all things Cleveland. I definitely want to get Jim on to, to debate one of those fellows about the Browns and, and Steelers. That one will be explicit, <laughs> explicit, explicit, but I'm sure that will be absolutely hilarious i don't know how i said absolutely with that type of voice tone to it but yeah i think we're gonna sign off here we're looking forward to a show this friday make sure you guys tune in for our view on the championship games gonna be two excellent games we're all looking forward to those games and check us out thursday night when we do a short uh, show at 1420 that'll probably actually come out friday so you guys might get sick of our voice you got one on uh, monday you're gonna have one thursday with the canadian guys on it so if you're tired of our voices you'll hear theirs and then, and then friday we got another go- good show coming to you so thanks roach for coming on we're glad you, you made it late but uh better late than never always good to hear from you man appreciate it appreciate it we'll catch y'all later fly eagles fly